You're listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. We're on a launching pad. Amen. These are actual cop quotes. I'm pretty sure Paul Smack has used a few of these. The handcuffs are tight because they're new. They'll stretch out after you wear them a while. And if you run, you'll only go to jail tired. So you don't know how fast you were going? Well, I guess that means I can write anything I want on the ticket, huh? Warning, you want another warning? You want a warning? Okay, I'm warning you not to do that again or I'll give you another ticket. The answer to this last question will determine whether you're drunk or not. Was Mickey Mouse a cat or a dog? Yeah, we have a quota. Two more tickets and my wife gets a toaster oven. Life's tough. It's tougher if you're stupid. No, sir, we don't have quotas anymore. We used to have quotas, but now we're allowed to write as many tickets as we want. And just how big were those two beers? Won't stop. We won't stop. Uh, You know, somebody said, I went shopping while hungry. Now I'm the proud owner of aisle six. That's what not to do when you end this fast, okay? Be careful. Just let me give you a couple of of updates. Uh, Found out last week that Matt Doughton's next assignment is fully permitted. That's after four years of waiting. And it happened just after the pack was completed. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. You will reap what you sow. So don't grow weary in in doing what is right for due time at the proper time in the right season. You will reap if you don't faint, if you don't quit, if you won't stop. So thank you, Matt, for pouring in this past year and, and uh, blessing us. Amen. So we're in the third week of our 21 day fasting and prayer. Let me just encourage you. Don't give up. Okay. Don't stop. There's an old saying that says, start as you mean to go. Start as you mean to go. We're starting 2021 boldly and tenaciously. Someone else said, you, you can't go back and change your beginning, but you can start now to change the ending. Wow. Nothing you can do about your past except give it to Jesus, let him forgive you and move on. And then begin anew to change the ending of your life. I remind you what the angel said to, to Daniel, Daniel ten nineteen. don't be afraid, he said. For you are very precious to God. You are chemda. Hebrew. 
very precious, highly desirable to God. And then he said, peace, be encouraged, be strong. Fear not, you are very precious to God, you are highly desirable to God, peace, be encouraged, be strong. We need to hear that, we need to get that in our spirit. In this fast, some of you are experiencing incredible answers already. You've said to other people, I can't believe I've never done this before because God's, he's blowing my mind with what he's doing. And on the other hand, some of you are wondering what just hit you. You're saying, I've, I've never experienced anything so hard and difficult in my life. It seems like the enemy is pulling out all the stops. Talking to my family yesterday about how hot it is in my mom and dad's house because they're very old and, and they're freezing. And, and one, of, one of my brother-in-laws wrote, he said, it's, it's, good news is it's 95 degrees in here. <laughs> my other brother-in-law said, it's not hell, but you can sure see it from here. And some of you in this fast, that's kind of how you're feeling. It's not really hell, but I can sure see it from here. Because it seems like all hell has broken loose. Let me encourage you, stay strong, peace, be encouraged, be strong. You're very precious to God. And he may be doing something in you and through your circumstances that you don't recognize yet. Don't give up. Sometimes Satan blocks our way. The Apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians, for we wanted to come to you, but Satan blocked our way. And then there are other times that the Spirit of God blocks our way. Paul also wrote, he he. He said, we were blocked from proceeding to evangelize in Bithynia. And he says, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Why would the spirit of Jesus not allow them to evangelize in Bithynia? We don't know. But there must have been a good reason. And so we've got to be led by the spirit of God. And we need discernment to know is this from Satan? If it is, I'm going to fight it with all I've got. If this is from the Spirit of God, I'm going to submit and say, thank you, Jesus, for keeping me from whatever. Thank you that you know better than I do. So be led by the Spirit. And, and that's part of what fasting and prayer does. It tunes our spiritual senses into the Father. We're able to hear clearly. We're able to to understand, we have clarity of mind. And many of you have noticed that, that your sense of smell has gone to a whole nother level. Anybody? Yeah, because when, when one thing is taken away, other things are enhanced. And so, trust God in this. 
Let him keep moving in your life, whatever he wants to do. Today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. It is a killer. It's taken some of my friends. But one of the most dangerous places for a child to be is in their mother's womb. This ought not to be. Abortion, heart disease, and cancer are the three leading causes of death in the world. And we all need to know that God has made each person in his own image from the moment of conception. Psalm 139 verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Some of you need to speak that over your life and realize you are created in the image of God. He created you just exactly how he wanted you to be. You're unique. No one like you. And all life is your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It also says this is the, the first commandment that comes with the promise. That it may go well with you. That you may have long life on the earth. So if you don't obey, we're going to kill you. I'm kidding. But, but it will mess up your life. So we won't stop obeying the voice of the Lord. As I began uh, reading the whole Bible again this year, which I do every year, uh, and I encourage you to do the same, download the Version Bible app on your phone. If you have a smartphone, if you have a dumb phone, you just get your Bible out. <laughs> but uh, if you have a smartphone, get the Version Bible app. You can read the whole Bible through in a year. There are plans on there. You can also... Choose all kinds of other plans and just read, get the, the word of God in your spirit. But as I'm reading, uh, I'm going through Genesis again and beginning of, of uh, the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs. Genesis 22, verse 1, just jumped out at me. And it says, now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. Does God test us? Absolutely. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a test. This is only a test. And you will pass it. Came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there is a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham said, ah, I got to think about it. I got to pray about it for a while. Right? Is that what he did? So verse three says, so Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. 
There was no, I don't know about this. This doesn't make sense to me. I'm just going to wait for a while. I may not even do what you're asking me to do. There was none of that. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey. Let's go. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. Now you and I know what God told Abraham to do. The men don't know that. They're just following their leader. Isaac doesn't know this. It's Abraham and God in on this entire situation. And Abraham has no no fear, no pause. He's just doing what God asked him to do. And then he makes this incredible faith statement. You guys stay here. Me and Isaac, we're going over there. We're going to worship. And then we're coming back. I don't know how it's going to happen, but there's something inside of me that says, we, me and Isaac, are going over to worship. And then we, me and Isaac, are coming back. And he makes that that statement of faith. Verse six, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. He said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He's catching on now. Something's missing here. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Another statement of faith. Because Abraham knew that God had promised that through Isaac, his flesh, his seed would multiply. So he stands in faith, though he's heard something from God. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. What a moment. I would love to see this video when I get to heaven. I I don't see it recorded that, that Isaac screaming going, Dad! What in the world are you doing? And 
Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now I know, because I've watched you walk through this process and never doubted, now I know you fear God. And I'm just going to say most of us fear man or our circumstances or our situation way more than we fear God. And we look at what we feel God has asked us to do and we're scared to death that he's trying to take something from us. I can tell you today that if God ever asks for anything from you, it's for your good. I don't believe there are ever sacrifices that we make if God asks for something. It's not a sacrifice if he asks. It just makes incredible sense to do what God asked me to do. Because he always has my best interests in mind. Now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord. Because you've done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand, which is on the seashore and your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Mm. You need to settle this fact. The Lord is good. And he always has your best interests in mind. God poured out blessings. If God poured out blessings in conjunction with the obedience of Abraham. And as Abraham obeyed him and, and, and basically said, whatever you ask of me, you got it. God said, because you've done that, because you've obeyed my voice. Blessings, 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 blessings will follow you. 
Verse 19, so Abraham returned to his young men. They arose and went together to Beersheba. Abraham lived at Beersheba. Abraham didn't stop obeying the voice of the Lord. And the blessings that followed were unfathomable. So we won't stop. We won't stop obeying the voice of the Lord, no matter what. Nahum chapter one, verse seven. Here it is. The Lord is good. You need to establish that in your life. The Lord is good. Some of us have a warped view of God. We think he's cranky. We think he's upset at us. In fact, some of us think he's bad. Are you going to go through trouble? Absolutely, we all do. But he is a refuge in times of trouble. And he cares for those who trust in him. The Lord is good. He's a refuge. And he cares for those who trust in him. So settle this fact in your life. The Lord is good. He's my refuge. He cares for me. And I will simply trust him no matter what. I'm going to trust him no matter what it looks like. No matter how difficult it seems. No matter what he's asked of me. I'm going to trust him. Christy and I, in, in this 21 days of fasting and prayer, we've, we've watched a lot of things crumble around us. A lot of people who we were praying for miracles. We're not seeing what we are believing for. We're contending for some things that we're not physically seeing, able to touch yet. But the Lord is good. In spite of it all, she's been facing some health issues. Don't, don't make sense. Out of nowhere. What is this? What's going on? But the Lord is good. He's a refuge. He cares. Even though it looks ridiculously difficult. God is good. He's a refuge in times of trouble. We can trust him because he cares for us. Then I'm reading the New Testament as we're reading through the Bible. and Jesus gives us a glimpse of this won't stop attitude in the parable of the seed and the sower. Mark chapter 4 verse 13. And Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? Because the disciples were asking the question, what does this mean? In verse 14, Jesus says, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. You know some people like that. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil 
represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Yes! But since they don't have deep roots, somebody say deep roots. Deep roots is a big deal. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. We all know someone like that. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. Some of you may be seeing yourself in here. I don't know. And then verse 20, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word. They obey it and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. You gotta have deep roots. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you get some deep roots. You gotta have deep roots. I won't stop growing. I won't stop believing. I won't stop producing a harvest. I won't stop desiring the things of God. I've gotta be determined, diligent, and persistent. I'm not giving up. I won't stop. Because if I do, I'm gonna lose all that. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up and quit. Some of you know this, and I've, I've told you before, but the Chinese bamboo tree, when planted, it's a very hard seed, and you basically see nothing above the ground for about four and a half years. Just a, a tiny little bulb and shoot. But in the fifth year, year number five, Chinese bamboo tree grows 90 feet tall. Well, how's that happen? Because the first four and a half years are going into the deep root section. It, something's happening underground that can't be seen on top. And there's a lot going on in your life right now that's underground and nobody can see it. You can't see it. And you're wondering, is anything happening? What's going on in my life? And God's planting some deep roots in you. Because he knows. Coming up, 90 feet. 90 feet. Okay, perspective here. 25 foot ceiling. 90 feet. Over three of these. And God knows that if you grow to 90 feet, you better have some deep roots. Because the storms of life will come and blow. If you don't have deep roots, you're never going to stand. 
Who knows what God might be preparing you for in this season? You gotta have some deep roots for what's coming in your life. So are all the difficulties part of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the first questions they asked me when I came to, to uh, interview to plant this church. The church planting guy looked at me and he said, tell me all the tough stuff you've been through. Because I'll know if you're going to run or if you're going to stay. I said, I need you to stay. And nobody's staying where you're going. So I need you to be that kind of person that stays. So I began to list everything I've been through. And he stopped me about halfway through. He's like, okay, never mind. We're good. Yeah, we're not running. Planted deep. Not giving up. Won't stop. And, and Paul says to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, that's why we never give up. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. I'm not looking for something right here and now. I'm looking to forever. I'm looking for that glory that will last forever and outweighs all the junk I'm going through now. Someone has said an, acorn, a, a, an oak tree is just an acorn that refused to give up. Maybe God wants to put that never give up spirit in you. That won't stop spirit. That's why we never give up. Doesn't matter what comes our way. Doesn't matter what things look like. Doesn't matter what happens to us. We're looking to our eternal reward. Looking for a glory that, won't, that will last forever. It won't stop. No worries, troubles, problems, persecutions, desire for wealth, any other thing will crowd out our desire for him. Just not going to stop. Put down some deep roots. Deep roots. I'm going to be diligent, determined, and persistent. In the past, I've called it bulldog tenacity. Bulldog is built with its nose slanted backwards so that it can hang on to something and not let go and still breathe. Many of us need that bulldog tenacity. I will produce fruit for the kingdom of God, lasting fruit. I won't stop obeying the voice of the Lord. What he says I will do because he always has my best interests in mind. So we'll keep moving forward. That's what Abraham did. Just kept moving forward. God will provide. Let's keep moving. God's got an answer. I don't know what it is, but let's keep moving. Keep moving forward. I was reading this week in, in my one-year Bible. Genesis 32, 1. It says, Jacob went on his way. The angels of God met him. He just kept moving. And the angels of God met him. 
Keep moving. Tell your neighbor, keep moving. Don't stop. Keep moving. Tell your other neighbor, keep moving. Put one foot in front of the other. Keep moving. Don't stop. God will send his angels to meet you. He went on his way and the angels of God met him. Even Jesus, read in Mark chapter one, verse 13, he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan and he was with the wild animals. And the angels were ministering to him. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by Satan and he was with the wild animals. The kind of animals that can devour you, eat you alive. And yet in the midst of that which could eat you alive and destroy you, the angels were ministering to him. Somebody needs to know that today. In the midst of what you're going through, keep walking, keep moving. You may be surrounded by wild animals, but he will have ministering angels surrounding you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even if I'm surrounded by wild animals, animals that can devour me in a moment, but I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you're sending ministering spirits, your ministering angels to surround me, to minister to me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Awesome God, awesome God. We won't stop. Come on, lift your hands to heaven this morning. Let's praise him. Let's praise him for a few moments. Let's just lift our voices, lift our hands, lift our, our hearts today to the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Lord, we bless your name today. I pray that you would put a, a won't stop spirit inside of us. The mighty name of Jesus. By the power in that name, Lord, we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. Yes, you are. Not like you. Not like you, Lord. Not like you, Lord. We bless your name. You alone are worthy, Lord. You alone are worthy, Lord. We won't give up. We won't give in. We won't stop. Because you didn't stop, Lord. You pray to the Father. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And you, you locked into the cross. You said, I'm going because I'm being obedient. Because of your obedience, Lord, we have eternal life.
through Jesus Christ. Your obedient sacrifice gave us life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.